lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. What is up, everybody? It's your two favorite Latinos. We are back at it again. Uh, TM5 United, you know the handle. Uh, I mean, the season is starting to ramp back up. We are getting excited. So much to talk about. But first, I want to say hi to my lovely co-host, Abner Castellanos, who's rocking Atlanta United headband from um, uh, Hispanic Heritage Match Day or whatever, uh, which I think I United not knock that one out of the park uh, <laughs> off topic, but they did great with that. Um, but Abner, how you doing, man? It's been a minute. Hey David, yeah, bro, it's been it's been too long, man. It's been too long, but I'm I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be uh, talking to Land United, man. Sorry, guys. You know, I know we went, um, you know, disappeared there for a minute, but David had a trip around the world. You know, he went to France and then went to uh, down to South America and then Central America, uh, out to the West Coast, and then finally made it back to home. So it was hard to for me to you know <laughs> uh, for him to schedule around his schedule. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just uh, let's get things rolling, man. I'm excited. Um, a um, lot of preseason games are done. Wait, wait, wait. wait Abner, 2024, Abner, wait, we're here, wait, man. Wait, what's be, up? What's up? Be, before what's up? we start, before we start, I want to know, like, I know we have a lot to talk about. We're going to get into soccer. But how, what did you think about the Super Bowl? It just happened. How, how did you enjoy it? Or not enjoy oh, it? Oh, yeah, it was good. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly as a neutral fan. I thought it was great. You know, I got to see Taylor Swift for 54 seconds. I mean, who's <laughs> counting? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it was a great game. It's you know, not like, her it was... fault, Abner. It's not her fault. <laughs> it, it she had... look, look. her like a good girlfriend should. Look, Conrad is her best friend or something like that. I don't even know how it goes. Uh, but uh, no, it was great. I, I loved it, dude. It had a little bit of everything. Suspense, defense, um, interceptions. I, I, it was good. I liked it. Um, commercials suck now, though, man. That's kind of disappointing. You know what's funny, though? Look, I will say, and maybe this is just because the bar has been so so set so low, but I thought this year's commercials were better than the last couple of years. And obviously, we had the COVID years, so maybe that played a part. But they're not as good as how they used to be, like back in the early 2000s. But I thought there was a good couple, a couple there. Um, that I thought were that were pretty funny, uh, and uh, Jeff Goldblum for some reason wasn't like five or six different commercials. I guess like <laughs> I don't do a commercial for anybody. But there were a couple. The, the the I think the Reese's one was funny. The Dunkin' Donuts. Tom Brady was in a couple of them too. Uh, uh, messy one, uh, Ultra. Oh yeah, yeah, Messi. Um, That's pretty crazy, Messi uh, in a in a Super Bowl commercial, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, same thing. I mean, Ryan Jordan, it was a good game. I mean, uh, a tough, tough break for the 49ers. It's just, I think they would be Super Bowl champions if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, who I thought that, you know, he like, like the last one, they had him on lock for most of the game, but all he needs is a couple minutes to tear you up. What about the halftime show? What do you think of that? Usher and Will I Am, Luda, uh, Lil John, her, who am I missing? Alicia Keys, right? Yeah, dude. Um, other than them looking like a dodgeball team, uh, it was great, dude. It was a great, uh, great halftime <laughs> show, bro. It took me back to uh, my days as, uh, you know, you know, you remind me of a girl that I, you know, it was dope. It was cool, man. I was, I was singing along. My kids are like, Dad, like, who are you? <laughs> but uh, halftime show was good, man. But hey, going back to uh, the game. Uh, if you guys don't know, you got to listen to Billy and Bryce on the TM5. You cannot bet against Patrick Mahomes. I don't care how many times you've done it because I've done it myself. I'm like, you know what? Patrick is not good. I think at the beginning of this year, I was, I think I was talking to my brother. I was like, yeah, dude, I don't think Patrick Mahomes does it again. I think he has an off year. But yet, yet again, he wins the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I don't know anything then, about that football, but I do know something about this football. And and this year was supposed to be like a down year for the Chiefs, too. They're like, oh, they're not as exactly. good. Blah, blah blah and they still do it yeah i mean uh it's it's Crazy. too early to tell but i mean we're, i think we're gonna have to be having the conversation as long as patrick mahomes stays healthy about comparing goats between him and um tom brady uh, hey, but this, yeah this i mean, I, got the conversation heated oh for sure i enjoyed that i have to have halftime show too uh, i think it was very atlanta-esque uh it's probably what we should have done for our super bowl halftime yep. show instead of having maroon five when it was in atlanta 
Um, I so think if y'all would have had that halftime show, y'all would have had a Super Bowl. Y'all, mm-hmm. you're living in Atlanta too, dog. Let me say y'all. Nah, bro. But, nah, no. But that was that wasn't the one Super Bowl we were in. The Super Bowl we were in wasn't in the at the bands. But either way, when it was at the bands, we should have done something like that. Either way, it was it was a it was a good halftime show. I liked it. Um, a lot of the millennials got to uh, you know got to fangirl watching it but abner enough about american football as they like to call it uh, across the pond let's talk about our football or as we like to call it here soccer i know that's gonna sting some people's ears it's called soccer here right <laughs> get used to it um all right abner preseason is over uh now the real season starts this this week um kicks off mls first game is wednesday inner miami against salt lake but I'm, I'm gonna go through a couple of the preseason results. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but so the first game, uh, Atlanta United wins 2-1 against Birmingham Legion. Atlanta United second oh. game against Memphis 9-0-1, 1-1 draw. Man. Atlanta United against Montreal Club de Foot, we win 2-1. Atlanta United yep. against Tampa Bay Rowdies, we won 2-0. And then the last yep. one and probably most concerning um, is the one loss we took out of preseason. Uh, Lenny and I had to go down 3-1 to supporting SKC. So, Abner, first, uh, I want to get your initial thoughts. Um, what did you think about preseason? Obviously, no Thiago Almada as he was with the Argentinian national team um, qualifying for the Olympics, right? Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's your, what are your overall thoughts? Any, any, What do you think about the team as a whole? Any players that stood out for you or any players that didn't do as much as you thought maybe? Um, yeah, man. So, like, of course, uh, first thing when it come, you know, to preseason, you want to look at the new guys coming in, right? That's my thing, you know. I know what the other guys are going to bring, and hopefully they got better, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But I'm looking at the new guys, right? Uh, we lost Miles Robinson, so who's going to be that center back? And that's that's one position I was looking at. Not, even, not only just the starters, but also the backup, right? Because, you know, you can never know what's going to happen, you know, injuries. Um, you know, let me knock on wood but hopefully not but you never know uh you know who else is gonna step you have noah cobb who you know you know you show show some flashes here and there uh but also uh nick firminio did well and then um dudes i like uh, i guess uh i'm probably gonna mispronounce it sleaze sales 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 i think it's it's pronounced slish which doesn't look like it slish okay look like yeah um, I liked him a lot. Um, the passes he was giving, the way he was controlling the middle. Um, it was one of his first games, like a couple, you know, training sessions and then the first game coming in. So, of course, his teammates are going to have to get used to how he plays and vice versa. He's he's going to have to get used to, you know, um, how the other players react or how they want the ball, etc. So, um, so I liked him a lot. So, um, I think positive thing for Mino looked great. I think that's a great option that we're going to have there. Um you know, especially with uh, TRA and Firmino, you know, coming in for Gigi um, in those critical 10, 15 minutes that we may need them to come in and hopefully provide a spark or on the wing, however you want to use them. So that was that was good to see. Uh, but other than that, David, I think that those are it. I think Firmino, um, uh, Sleaze and uh, Noah Cobb were like the ones that I was really kind of trying to see um, how it played out. What about for you? Who would you like out there? Yeah, you know, and I, I agree. Uh, Nick Firmino, he got a lot of playing time because obviously Almada wasn't with the team. He just came back, and we'll talk about that uh, in a minute when we get to uh, the first game and preview of that, if he's going to be a starter or not. Uh, but he looked good. I mean, he doesn't play like the 10 that like Almada does, uh, but he got on the score sheet a couple times. He was involved in the play, uh, and he looked good. Same thing with Noah Cobb. Uh, Derek Williams, um, who, you know, we kind of saw it. We were like, oh, it's just a random guy. We're out here for depth. Got a lot of playing time um, that has to do with, you know, Stian Gregerson. Um, he, you know, he kind of got more and more preseason games later on down the road. Uh, but, you know, he was recovering from playing a lot of soccer, his visa, those, those kind of things. Um, but, yeah, and, uh, you know, I think we know what we're getting with Sean Silva, but he looked good in preseason. You didn't see as much as Gigi. Um, you saw more TRA. Um, which makes sense. We already know G- what GG has to offer, so you don't you don't want to wear those guys out too much. Um, Aiden McFadden, I think, had a little bit, a couple of flashes. Admas, you know, he had a couple of flashes. I don't think these are players that are going to make the A team, but it's nice to know that the you know we can count on them. I think when we need them. Um, so yeah, those were the main players that I saw. And the preseason was kind of uh, you know as we started, there were a couple of different formats where you had 
two thirty minute, I mean three thirty minute uh, quarters, so to say, where you had like an uh, A minus team, a B, a B plus team, and a C team. Uh, and then as you got towards the end of preseason, you got more into uh, a starting lineup as close as you can get to match day one. So, you know, when we come after the, the the result, that kind of, obviously, you know, we know how preseason works in all sports. You can't read it too much into it, but you also have to, you know, see how things are tweaking, things are working. And the thing that concerns me is that 3-1 loss to Sporting Kansas City because looking at the lineup, I mean, it looked pretty strong except for... Um, Probably Amada. I mean, you would say it's as close to a starting lineup as you can get, and we lose three-one. I mean, is that a cause for concern for you, or is it just reading too much into it? And we're missing Amada, but when we get into the season, we got everybody playing. It's just uh, you know, just water under the bridge. Uh, no, it's uh, to me, it's it's a little bit of both, a little bit of concern, a little bit of uh, you know, um, can't take too many of these preseason games too serious, but. The only thing is, like, you know, Almada is a big-time, you know, changer. He's a big-time player for us. So not having him there, you know, kind of, you know, you know, because I'm assuming, you know, that KC and Atlanta played, you know, the first half, or at least most of the first half uh, with the starting, or at least, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a rehearsal for what's what's to come. You know, the season starts Wednesday, but for a lot of us, it starts on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it has a question of concern. I mean, are we going to be facing with the same um, defensive woes, defensive issues? Like, who's our starting keeper? Are we going with Guzan? Are we going? Um, a lot of questions, question marks in the back line, David. I think attacking-wise and midfield-wise, I think we already know what we have and what we can go forward with. But defensively, like, you know, we I think it's a concern where we're going to be coming you know come the first game you know because like you said it many times last season you got to protect home you know and if you win on the road that's great if you tie that's great but if you lose it's kind of expected so uh yeah i mean that's my concern is just you know three one before like the final like you kind of want to you know go into it at least you know with a you know with a big with you know a good outing um, so yeah, it's 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 concerning on that aspect, but these guys are pros, so they know how to turn on the switch when it comes to um, the first game uh, on Saturday. They better, yeah, and you nailed it. Uh, you know, we want to win at home, draw away is a good result, and then the loss is expected. And uh, it goes to show all these games are away, so none of these games were at home. Um, so you got to take that into account too. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of cause for concern, but you know, we're gonna have to get we're gonna get Amada back, and hopefully that just builds our team just as a more cohesive unit. Um, but Abner, um, enough about preseason. We'll get we're gonna preview the match, but before we get into that, we just had the new kit drop, which it was leaked by <laughs> a couple of Hawks players probably like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So I don't know if that was planned or what, but you had like Bogey. Bagdanovich rocking it and Clint Capella rocking the new jersey. So the the kids just dropped. It's called the Resurgence Kit. It's uh mainly blue, like a light blue. It's got trimming of yellow. And then there's a Phoenix on the side of the right hand side by the crest. Abner, what are your first thoughts of your jersey? Keep in mind this is the away jersey, it's not the home jersey. Right, right, right. So this is gonna be our away jersey throughout the whole the whole season, right? It's yeah, not third it, kit. I, right. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. You know, they always we, do like a drop throughout the year. Yeah, well, they do like yeah. two. But yeah. Well, it was kind of, in, in, and I don't think there's a rhyme or reason of how they do it. But remember with the uh, the city in the forest kit, sometimes we would wear that at home too. So yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I would. I would think we might even probably wear it on our home opener. Obviously, you want to sell jerseys and. Uh, scarves and everything so it, it's i think it's primarily going to be the away jersey but i think they might use it a few times at home or for special occasions or something i don't know yeah so like you know first looking at it david um i it's too much like the old blue one that we had right um it, it kind of like i, I kind of wanted a different color format a kind of different color, color scheme had. the uh, ocean one the um the, the recycle ocean, kit our late Parlay jersey or whatever is it parlay? No, I don't even know. The recycle kit, right? Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, but the whole league had that one. That's not the same thing. This I mean, no, I mean like... they're all different. They had different colors. Barely. 
Ah, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, all the MLS jerseys, well, I've actually done a lot better this time to kind of distinguish the different types of jerseys for different teams. Yeah, they but, did. You know, back like in a couple of years ago, they all looked like the same. It's just a different color scheme. But um, no, at first, like kind of seeing it when it came out, I was like, I like the idea. I'm not a fan of the colors. It, it was like a forest kit, right? It represents a green, you know, whatever of, of Georgia, blah, blah, blah. Great. You know, it makes sense. Blue, like when you get into it and you read it, it's like, okay, like, that makes sense. And then you read about the, the blue and yellow, what it means for, oh, that's cool. It makes sense. The Phoenix, you know, we know what it stands for. That part of it, that concept is cool. But David, I just, the only thing I don't like is that it looks like another team's jersey. It looks like a national jersey. It looks like, uh, you know, somebody that has that jersey already or some something similar to it, right? Um, and I know we can't really go red and black because that's our home already with the five stripes and everything. But uh, like I was telling you, I wanted like a maybe like a black with maybe a little trim of red or gold or something different. I just I don't know. I just got a black is too close to black is too close to our home jersey. I know, I know, David, and I'm just it's just one one fan complaining that I just wish the color scheme was different. That's it. Idea, everything behind it, it's awesome. Phoenix is cool, but yeah, I just don't like the colors. I think it's an okay jersey. but I don't mind the blue, honestly. I just I'm not sure why we're going for this this light palette like we did with the City of the Forest, which I still like the City of the Forest kit, but it's like it's a light green. This one is similar to a light blue. I was like, let's just go dark. I mean, have a I would rather it be have a dark blue and then as a main color, then you have light blue as a trimming. Um, cause I, I don't know. I just the light blue just doesn't doesn't do it for me. It's like if you go that light, what you if, might as well just be white. Yeah, and what if, what if uh, sorry to cut you off, but what if we uh, had that? Remember the bacon, the bacon uh, uh, jersey, <laughs> the or like the red orange the one, red, that like oh, a bacon. Yeah, that one was weird. Yeah, but those imagine are, those if you had that color scheme. But if you had that color scheme on this jersey, I think that would actually make it a little bit better. Those, those are one of the jerseys but, that dropped like in the middle of the season, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so weird. Uh, I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they do it. I mean, I know why it's to make you money, know, just but... like the, um, just like the, um, the, uh, the graffiti one. I'm gonna have to look at it in person and see, if, you know, see about it. Um, I don't know if I'll get it, but I want to see it in person and I'll make the, uh, the. Uh, also, assumption. wasn't isn't that the 404 kit? Wasn't that the one that just dropped last year for a way? So this may like be the third the kit. Day. So this may be yeah. the third kit. It's just honestly, to be honest, in in all things like it's just too many jersey drops you really just need yeah, a home, oh yeah you just need a home and away jersey to rotate every every other year but now you have like a third kit in there then you got like the 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 uh was the environmental jerseys that come out every year and then sometimes they yeah. randomly drop a jersey it's too many jerseys man it was like come on let's just you know what i would like you know how they do it like in the other leagues well they'll drop a third jersey they won't really and they'll change a little bit of the of the home jersey like the scheme of it but it's, it's still be like your colors right um right and then they'll drop like a third like jersey like you know barcelona would always have that that bright yellow for uh for the catalan right so they had like the, the orange and the yellow type so they always have that as their third jersey and then they'll have like a home and away um David, I think one thing that like, it'd be cool, and they've done it, but like I think like these jersey drops would be cool if they make them like uh, like warm up kits, like oh hey, like we're celebrating this, so this is our new this is our warm up kit for this. That would be cool, but as a jersey itself, yeah, it's too many jersey drops for my liking. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's kind of just the the money and sports um, of it, and the thing too is these jerseys they're. It's not like, oh, it's a random jersey drop. It's like 50 bucks. No, all these jerseys are, that were at $90. Now it's seeming like they're going above 90 bucks. So. Yeah, for, if you're paying a jersey for 50 bucks, it probably says Atalanta, not Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Abner, let's get into it. Our first game of the year. It's away from home. We're playing Columbus Crew, the 2023 MLS champs. We play them this Saturday, July 24th at 2 p.m. So this is going to be an early one. 
Um, it's at lower.com field in Columbus. Uh, our head-to-head record, we've got seven wins, nine losses, three draws. We know recently they knocked us out of the MLS Cup playoffs, 4-2 in the last game, and they won uh, the best of three series, and then they would go on to win MLS Cup, obviously. So, Abner, um, how, first, first things first, we know Columbus very well. They have uh, a lot of good players. They did lose, uh, you know, Julian Gressel, but for the most part, they still have their players that uh, made them the team they are. Um, what do you foresee as the starting lineup? And I, I think there's Ooh. probably one or two that we're going to disagree on. Um, but or, or do you want me to read what I think is going to be first? Well, uh, before you read, it's Caleb. Caleb Wiley's good, right? He's not. I would think so. He was in the lineup for um, against SKC, so I would think he's good. Okay, so okay, yeah. Go ahead. Tell me your lineup, and then I'll I'll give you the. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna start from the goalkeeper all the way to forward and uh speak of that i think that's where we're gonna disagree to begin with but i have brad guzan as a starting goalkeeper this saturday uh from left to right caleb wiley will be a left back Luis abram the center back john gregerson the new signing that we got gonna be center back two uh paired up with Luis abram brooks lennon right back uh shande silva Left wing, Bartos Slish, uh, center defensive mid, Tristan Muyamba, center attacking mid. You got Soba Lubonitse on the right wing, Diago Armada as your attacking midfielder as a 10. And then, of course, we got our forward, the Greek freak, Jorgos Yakabakis. Tell me, Abner, what's wrong with that lineup? Uh, I like it. No, I like it. Um, you think he starts Saba though? Because he, he wasn't starting him last season towards the end. He kept putting in. Um, what, Mosqueda? Uh, yeah, Mosqueda or, or Tien, yeah, in that in that position. Or he would put um, Wiley in there and put Hernandez out back. I think he still starts him. Um, you know, he's kind of had a slow start to preseason. Um, but I think we still go back to that lineup. Um, and then, you know, if, if things aren't working out or whatever, then you may see that change come out, you know, at the the 60th minute. But I think right now he has that starting lineup, but I think there is competitions for that that role if he can't live up to what he needs to do to perform. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I just know, like, uh, last year, I know he was coming off the bench a lot of times, um, and which was good because he would always provide that spark. And you know, which was cool because like he would run at the tired legs of the def- defense. So, um, no, I, I think I think all of it is true. I I want to say Cohen with the start, but I doubt it, uh, especially with the season and everything kind of going. I, I I just think you start with Guzan. I think that's uh, that's going to be your you know your anchor back there. And you know, obviously, you know he knows just as much as Cohen knows. You have a couple bad games, like we're pulling you quicker because we have a guy that's capable. Uh, being your successor, right? So um, it's a lot of pressure on Brad, which I'm sure he's, you know, he's been uh, he's been in it, especially being in the national team. You know, all the great keepers that he had to sit behind a lot. Uh, so I, 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 I like the lineup. I don't see much changing. Uh, maybe Amada gets a rest uh, just because he's been playing a lot of games and I think maybe you put somebody else in there um, and he comes out the bench. You know, but at the same time, we do have a bye week, is what you were saying earlier, um, and have a couple of weeks before we play our second game. So, um, no, I like it. I, I'm actually like, um, I think that would that ideally would be what I would say uh, would be the starting lineup. Yeah, and I mean that being said, I think we we are in a unique year where we have a lot of starting positions um, that are going to be there's going to be a lot of competition for it. I think Cohen is going to push Guzan, and there probably at times where. Guzan needs a rest, or you have got the Open Cup where Cohen will get meaningful minutes. Um, I do think, you know, we just talked about Noah Cobb and Derek Williams. I do think, you know, they're going to get meaningful minutes too. Um, and then we talked about the sixth position. The sixth position, we went from not having anybody to having a lot of options now. We obviously have Bartos Slish, who we just signed, but you have behind him, you have um, uh, Fortune, and then you also have Dax McCarty. Uh, so that's that's a great problem to have. And again, you mentioned with Sa- Sa- Saba Lobanitse, you got Etienne and um, 
Um, we have mosquitoes though, right? Actually, we might not have uh, them anymore. Actually, I don't think we do. A great question though. But it's kind of crazy because mosquito is looking good towards the end of the year. But with MLS oh, and yeah. <laughs> all the roster changes, <laughs> you never know, it's, right? It's, it's so hard. It's so hard. So. Uh, I still see him on the I still see him on the roster, but yeah, Daniel Bosqueda, yeah, I still see them. Yeah, Tyler Wolf too. So that's another guy that um that that um um what's his face likes a lot too, Benetta. Benetta, yeah, and Tyler Wolf. I mean, he's come on and he's performing. He got a lot of meaningful minutes in in preseason too, where he looked pretty good. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a starting lineup, but I do think we're going to see more uh, players coming in, especially, you know, depending on what the game is at the 60th minute, you know, game changers or fo- or players that can see the game out. I think we have, though, we have a very deep team now, which is something that we really couldn't say before, right? Oh, yeah, for it's, there's no uncertainty of who, like, if I tell you, David, right now, hey, we're taking now... Muyamba, who we were putting in there? Who would you say? Yeah, I mean probably Dax or Fortune, or you could maybe okay, see perfect. if Slish could play. If I take players. Gigi out, if I take, I take Gigi out, who we're putting in there? Yeah, Jamal Tiare. Okay, if I'm taking out Guzan, who we're putting in there? Owen. Which hopefully right? we so don't have to say like, that during the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we never. No, I'm saying, but I, I'm saying like there, there is certainty of who's coming in, right? Like last year was yeah. like, dude, I, I don't like, I don't know, like maybe, you know, Sedgwick comes in and plays the six or the eight or the, I don't know, like it, it was so, so much unknown, so much like, yeah, we don't know, you know, in in that way, and then you would have where Gutman would have flashes of being great, and then we sell him. We have um, Ibarra would had a great game, we sell him, and then there was so much unknown in that area that you're just like, dude, it, it's so weird, so. Um, no, I'm, I'm confident. I mean, the squad, the squad looks great. The squad looks like it's ready to compete, especially when you have a guy, GG, a proven goal scorer, right? Almost won the um, most goals last year. Uh, you have Amada, who's probably the best top three players uh, in the league right now. Um, and yeah, you lost Miles, but David, like with the signings and everything, I think it's it's pretty. You can be happy with what you got coming in. Um, then you know losing like when we lost Ibada, like you're like who the crap like who's Muyamba who's this guy like we don't we didn't know right we didn't know what they were gonna look like and then when we saw him play like oh okay like they you know they look they look good um so yeah you know I'm excited um to see what you know Atlanta United does um you know especially the first game uh two o'clock on Saturday I mean I'm excited to see what coach uh, Pineda puts out there and I think it's gonna be a lot Similar, if not 100%, what you just called out, bearing any injuries or any setbacks. I'm going to be an early one, so, uh, you know, don't get drunk too early. About 2 o'clock, right? <laughs> yeah. Am- uh, uh, so I got to... Am- am- you got a what? I got a coach at 11... I have a tournament this weekend, so I have 11.45 and a 6 o'clock, which works perfect because mm-hmm. I'll be done by 1, just go find, uh, find somewhere to watch the game, and then... Uh, yeah, I don't have a game till six o'clock, so I'll be fine. Nice. You better make sure they have Apple TV. I know, dude. I'm gonna get it on my phone anyways, uh, and I'm gonna bring my tablet and all that, so that way I, I'm gonna watch it regardless. So. Yeah, you can just like screencast or something. Yeah, yeah that'd be that's the goal. I'm gonna bring an all HDMI right. cord just in case. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Abner, prediction for the game. All right. Um, okay, so I do have. Remember, I don't know if you remember. I do have a segment. Do you want um, where it's over and under, and you're guessing? I'm guessing. You want to do this after, or you want to do this now? I don't know. You just you decide and walk me through it. We'll do it over. We'll do it after. Okay. So prediction for the game, David. Um, I'm excited. We are away. Uh, we are playing. Uh, what's that team in Ohio? Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State <laughs> University Buckeyes. Uh, all right, the Buckeyes. Yeah, they suck. But uh, <laughs> I love this um, uh, dude. I I really want to say we win, but I think we lose two one. Yeah, you know it's not a it's not a common thing that I don't even know if we ever did go result where we were losing. 
Um, right, yeah. But obviously, like Columbus Crew is such a good team. They're the MLS Cup defending champs. But I think they might have a little bit of a hangover, and I think we might catch them napping a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with 1-1. 1-1? One, one. One, one? Well, I mean, that's still, that's still not bad. Yeah, not a bad way to start the season. So now what do we yeah, do? Oh, how we do? How does this work? All right, so I'm gonna give you some um, some questions and some idea, uh, and then you just say over or under. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, and then uh, you know we'll go from there. Obviously, we know what nine teams qualify for the playoffs, um, so that's gonna be another one too. Okay, uh, so let me start off, and I'm gonna write them down, and then we're gonna go over it throughout the end of the year, uh, the season. Uh, GG over or under twenty goals. Over. Okay, I think so too. I think so too. I think he's gonna go over it. Uh, all right. Uh, Almada goals and assists over or under twenty seven. Oh, all together. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Goals and assists. Yeah. Yeah, he had a uh, thirty. He had eleven and nineteen last. That's a tough one because I don't know if he's gonna get sold in the summer transfer. Yeah, window. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go That's under that. just because of that. Under okay, uh, I'm gonna go uh, over. Um, I'm hoping he stays. I'm hoping he stays. And I'm writing these down so we can go over them. Uh, Guzan, the starting at the end of the year, yes or no? No. But obviously, barring any injuries, knock on wood, or anything like that. Uh, does he lose his? I think. I think regardless, injuries or not, I think you should include injuries. I say no. No. Yeah, I say no. Oh, he's not. He's not going to be the starter. Wow, I thought you were going to go, yes, uh, me and you guessed on that one. Uh, Amada plays the whole season, yes or no? I say no. And David, I'm going to say yes, because I want him to stay. I do too, but... David, why would you... Yeah, no, it's so, it's so tough, right? He's, um, a, he's, he's the has... captain of Martina. All right, sorry, go ahead. Right, all right, so this was kind of tricky, uh, but Zan has seven clean sheets last year. Just sounds, sounds so bad. Jeez, <laughs> um, that's not on him though. That's on us. No, that's not on him, right? I'm, um, so obviously we made some changes to our defense. Blah blah blah. Um, nine over or under. Um, uh, over or under nine clean sheets, huh? Yeah. I think under. I just think because of the way we play. I'm sorry. Uh, over, no, under, oh, under, no, nine under clean yeah, under nine clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, under nine clean sheets. Uh, I'm gonna go over. Uh, and then Brooks, uh, going assist. He had 15 last season. 18, over or under. Hmm. I think under, just because we have a lot more weapons now. I don't think it's gonna be Ooh. too much on him. I think. He's gonna have over, and I think he gets a call up to the national team finally. And I don't I care mean, if it's, it's like a small up. friendly or anything like that, but I, that's my prediction on that. All right, and then Alliance United uh, overall placement at the end of the year: over six or under six? Over six, baby. Over six? Ooh, like top six, right? I like, it. yeah, like top six or bottom or under, you know, six. Mm-hmm. Say top. Yeah, shoot, bottom six might still be a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you still have, yeah, I don't know, right? <laughs> so you say over, David? Okay, and I'll say, yeah, I'll say over with you as well. I think he does. Uh, he does do that. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, well, obviously, we'll check at the end of the year. Um, I have it saved here on my notes uh, for that, but uh, I think it'll be fun to kind of, Go back and you know see what we thought. How, if we were crazy, if we were uh, we were smart in our uh, in our decisions. <laughs> so, I thought you were gonna. Uh, I thought you were gonna ask, does Beneda have a job at the end of this season? You're so ooh, nervous. I did, dude. I thought about it, but I mean, if they're giving him this season, dude, I think they see it throughout. I don't. I don't. I think unless we go like you know and uh, knock on wood, unless we go like zero for five in the first five games, I think there's a change coming, but. Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, Pineda has his if, squad. If, if we don't make the playoffs, he's for sure gone, too. Oh, he has to. Yeah, he has to be. Now, the only question is, 
if we make if we do what we did last year, where we make it to the first round and get knocked out, is he going to be brought back or not? I think he will. You can't really give well, him a coach that's getting in the play, playoffs. I think it depends what placement we are, right? If we're like top three and we get knocked out in the first, I, I mean, there's a question. Well, that doesn't matter. I'm saying like if you're in three or six, but you still got ne- ne- knocked out in the first round, then, you know, I still think it's the same. I mean, I guess if you're in the higher seat, you're going to have an additional home game, right? So that looks That's a lot what I'm worse. saying. Like imagine, like imagine Panetta losing at home in one of the top seeds. That looks bad. Yeah, that's true. Right. All if, right. Yeah, we're like seven I, or eight, and we lose. It's like, yeah, well, we weren't really that good that whole year. So, I still think that unless there's somebody out there that's amazing that's willing to come to Atlanta United, like a Jose Mourinho, I still think we keep him because, I mean, as much as we like, as much as people may dislike Pineda, remember that limbo we were in of switching coaches every year and using our assistant coaches and stuff. Yeah. Like that was not fun. And then they got to come in. They got to reassess all the players. They got to see how their their playing style fits with Atlanta United and our dead. It's just it's a it's a lame process. And turning over coaches is not fun. And if you're at least have a coach that's you know getting you in the playoffs every year, I think it'd be hard to move away from that unless you're like it's year six and we keep getting knocked down in the first round of the playoffs like the Cowboys. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You now, knew it was look, coming. You, you knew it was that. coming. You knew you it was coming. You don't say all that, man. Look, we're in football, soccer, soccer, football, No, the boss, I thought we were talking no, about American football. No, look, I'm about to log out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right, but man, no, but... I get I get that. Like, I think I think Panetta definitely, uh, I mean, I think this is his year for him to uh, to show out, David, because well, it's been three years now, right? Um. Yeah, yeah, it has been, and uh, you know, in the previous year, we we had there were a lot of reasons. One, you know, the first year he came in half a season and got us to the playoffs, right? The next year we had injuries out the wazoo. Everybody got hurt. We were using like our third, fourth, you know, we were going that far deep. And then last year we had him a full season. We still had a lot of players coming in and out. So this year there's like you know, there's not a whole lot of excuses you can put at his feet. So this is a year that. You know, we, we've got to show the results. Um, I think part a lot, a big part of it is going to be seeing out games. We've seen it over and over again where either Atlanta United is trying to get back in the game or we give up late goals and we give up points that we should have really had in the bag. I think that discipline is going to be key. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited to see what this new uh, defensive setup, uh, you know, what's it going to look like. And, uh, you know, Derek Williams had a solid preseason. Uh, we signed Sergison. Uh, Sergison. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we have quality there. We have quality guys all around. So it's just putting it all together and see what we do. So um, and then just a fun fact: I was listening to um, Alexis Lala's uh, State of the Union podcast uh, with Masi, and he had Taylor Twelman on there. And he and then they asked like, who do you think is going to be like the goal the goal scorer? And uh, Taylor Twelman said that uh, he thinks Gigi from Atlanta United is going to have a hey, going to be the he's going to be the goal scorer. Uh, he likes him because he he feels like he has that um, that villain type uh, feel to him. Like you know, like he doesn't he's just going to be out there just trying to go after the scoring record. So, uh, which is cool to see. You know, up? it's cool to hear. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's something uh, going to be cool to see. Yeah, and I, I like Gigi too because he's like the old school number nine where he's just big and strong, holds the ball and can finish. And I like that. Um, you know, a lot of a Joseph is a very different striker from Joseph, and they both have their you know they both have their strengths and weaknesses. But I think the way the game is going, it's nice that you kind of have that threat with Gigi that he's so big and so he's a nuisance to the center backs all day long, and and I love it. Um, Abner. So I know we did the over-unders and that was fun. Um, but realistically, where do you see this team? Um, you know, what's the goal at the end of the year in terms of where we finish? And what do you what do you think your personal goal is and where do you think we could finish? So I think the goal is uh, finish top six to host a playoff game. Top six? That's We finished six last yeah. year. We wouldn't host a playoff yeah, game top- in six. 
We have to be like top four. Yeah, we... Is it four? Oh, okay. Sorry. So yeah. top four. Excuse me. Finish top four. Uh, and host a playoff game. I think that's where we have to be at. Yeah, and you would you say we'd probably most likely get that fourth position? Yeah, yeah, I, th I see us at four, fighting maybe fifth. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, holding that four, but um, you know, because it's a different game here in Atlanta, it's a, it's a different atmosphere that the players feel it, the opponents feel it. Um, the atmosphere is just ridiculous here, so um, you have to fight for that, you have to take care of business at home and then try and make some you know surprises on the road whenever you can take them especially i think the biggest thing david is when whenever we face like uh opponents that were inferior to us we never got those points and that's where it hurt us like yeah. we were thinking you know we lost to certain teams we're like what like really we lost to them like that that doesn't make sense um and then we go to lafc without like a lot of our players and we tie them one one uh so uh you know and i mean that's but that's the mls right that's just how um how this the um things go sometimes so i just hope we just take care we, we big bring that fort fortress back home and protect it like no other and you know just you know play some good good solid uh soccer um here in atlanta take care of business um but yeah, I'm not, what about yeah, you? I what do you with, think? What do you think? Uh, I think the goal of the club, like we had last year, was to finish in the top four, get that extra home playoff game. Um, I personally, I think, you know, I think we have the uh, uh, we we have the possibility of finishing higher than four. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they lost Brandon Vasquez. Um, you know, uh, Columbus lost Julian Gressel, uh, and uh, you know, a lot of teams kind of lost a lot of key pieces. And I think we're gaining versus a lot of teams losing. And I think that puts us in a good position. So long as we don't lose Thiago Amada halfway through the season, I think we could potentially be, you know, run, runner up in either first in the East, maybe second or third. And then who knows, maybe Supporter Shield. We don't know, but I think the sky's the limit. Uh, but like you mentioned, all those things you said, we gotta, we gotta see games out. Teams that we are clearly better than we've got to win it outright there's been so many games where we should have won two or three zero and we end up tying or it's barely on the skin of our teeth getting out of the game we got to take care of business and um you know big teams that's what they do and that's how they finish the season in the position they are that's right yep you said it you said it perfect man that's right all right, my last thing I want to do, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, there are a couple of new rules um, in MLS in 2024. So there's the uh -oh. off-treatment rule, um, which I think we discussed this a little bit, but if there's a player that goes down for more than 15 seconds, the ref will stop play. He's going to wave on the medical staff, um, and then they're either going to take him off the field or not, depending on what the player does. But if they take him off, the player has to be out for a minimum of two minutes. So that's a way to stop players from, you know, faking injuries, holding up play. How do you feel about that one? I'm, I'm all for it. I like it, bro. I'm all for it. Um, as long as they get it right, as long as they're able to actually like, hey, two minutes, three minutes, not like hold them off and be like, okay, you're good to play. Nah, like, hey, you're injured. Get off the field. Let's go. You're you're sitting for two, three minutes. Let's like, you know, and of course it's going to come with, you know, it's going to be. It's gonna come with like people getting used to it and and the rest actually uh, implying that um, that rule. But um, I like it. I, li I like it. I like the reasoning behind it. You know, keep the play going, and you know, you know that that way you can't really cheat the system and just go down because you know you're trying to waste time. Right, right. And we actually got to experience that in preseason with Moyamba. They were they were trying to implement the rule, and there was just a miscommunication. He ended up being out for like five minutes. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, we need to, you know, make sure that the, everyone is clear about how the rule works and that it's um, it's used correctly. Uh, other change, and both these changes are, have already been used in MLS Next Pro, so they've been kind of the guinea pigs for this. But subs have to come out within 10 seconds. So if they don't come out in 10 seconds, then the sub that's waiting is going to have to wait another minute before they come onto the field. So again, like another way to speed up the game, stop time wasting. I love you too, because I've just it's so annoying 
um, where players just take their time. Remember, they used to, they like take off their shin guards and everything. You like get off the freaking field, man. Say hi, say hi to everybody. Yeah, no kidding. Say hi to everybody and everything. No, I do like that uh, because I know they tried to imply it last year. Uh, well, not last year, but they tried to like, hey, whatever side you're closest to, like go off that side. You don't have to come all across the field. Like if you're on the other side of the field, just go out that side and we'll put the sub in. Um, so I think this kind of now is going to imply that as well, where, you know, obviously the faster you get out, the the better, the faster you get your men in. And it's going to suck if your team goes down one man for two to three minutes, especially like if it's a corner or a free kick or something like that. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like these two two new rules so far. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, another one um, which has already been used in uh, international football, as we've seen um, this last year, uh, they're going to have in-stadium VAR announcements. So no more wondering the stadium, like, what the heck happened? They're going to tell you goal is rolled off sides or a penalty because of this. They're going to tell you, and obviously to us Americans, that's normal because that's what they do in American football, and we're used to it. I love it. It's already been used in soccer. I'm assuming you love it. So is it going to be like if there is a VRR situation, would it be like, you know, checking for handball, checking for owl checking, or are they going to tell you after it happened? I, well, I think they're going to tell you after, but I mean, it's pretty obvious when they okay. stop it because it goes up on the screen, the play is stopped, and they're going to tell you what the outcome is. Okay, well, yeah, I do like that. Um, I just know sometimes they don't even show the replays that when you're at the at the stadium, uh, and that's why, like, when you guys aren't there, like, I'll be like, hey, so like, what what's going on? What y'all see that we didn't right, see? Right, right, so, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I like that. I like that because there's always a question mark of like, what the heck yeah. is going on? So I like yeah. that too. Yep, yep. All these, I mean, I like all these changes. And the last one, um, so stoppage time is going to be shown in the stadium too. So that's always cool because I remember my brother, he would put, as soon as it hit 90 minute, whatever the ref showed, he'd put on a stopwatch. Now you don't have to do that. It's going to be on there on the field like they do on TV. And TV, we all see it, you know? So now the fans have to wonder like, where are we at? How much time? Ref, blow the whistle. And you're only like two minutes into a five yeah. minute stoppage time. <laughs> yeah, which I like that too because I do the same thing with... Uh... Um, with Andrew, he would do it, or I would do it. And he would just like, all right, we got two minutes left, or blah blah blah. So I like that too. You know, it makes it it makes it easier um, to kind of follow the game. So yeah, okay, MLS, you got a couple good yeah. rules coming. In. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people obviously for you know, and there's valid reasons that a lot of people like to dump on MLS and say X, Y, and Z. But MLS, I mean, when we talked about VAR, they were on the forefront of it. We were the ones sending our our refs to other. Uh, organizations to show them how we do VAR. So MLS has been right. on the right side of um, history when it comes to technology. And I think these probably in the future, we're probably going to see them implemented and no one's ever going to be like, oh, this, this, you know, it was MLS that started this. But either way, I think this is all good for the game because we love, you know, the reason we love soccer is because it's constantly going. There's not a lot of stoppages. Um, and this just kind of helps that, you know, we want to see as much soccer possible, uh, you know, and not Neymar rolling on the ground for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Which, it's true. And uh, obviously, Neymar, obviously but... David, right. And obviously all these are pointing to what, to what, David, the Copa America coming to the U.S. and obviously the World Cup coming to the U.S. So, um, you know, MLS is getting all that because I'm, I'm assuming, you know, some MLS revs are going to be used in the, you know, in the World Cup. So, and obviously the technology that's on the stadiums are going to be used, you know, in the World Cup because that's what we already have. So, um, yeah, it's all it's all getting getting ready for what's coming uh, here to the United States. So, I like it, man. I, li I like all the rules. And they they better use one Guatemalan, our number one. Like always, bro. Our number one uh, player, of, or one number one best Guatemalan is the Guatemalan. Right? Was it Lopez? I think so. Is his yeah, name? Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that Lopez. guy's been at World Cups. He's the best thing Guatemala has produced in terms of soccer. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> and speaking of refs, last thing, Abner, really quick. Uh, the MLS refs uh, rejected the recent collective bargaining agreement. So um, right now, as, as so it stands, we're going to use standing refs. Uh, for the MLS season until they're able to come to uh, to a negotiation. That's going to be interesting, especially oh, how 
what more do they want for the crappy jobs that they do? Especially oh, here in Atlanta. Especially that dude with the uh, high here face we go. and puts puts his hair to the side and cannot call uh, good calls out there. Hey, sabes que? I'm going to call my tío, who was a ref, call and him. he repped in MLS too. He's going to tell you, hey, we all know being a ref is a tough job because you're ne no one is ever on your side. The, the both teams hate you, the coaches hate you, the stadium hates you. It's a tough job, and I think they're asking for, obviously, more compensation. I saw something recently that says, like, MLS refs are away from their home, like, 200 days out of the year. Um, so, hopefully... Don't, don't they, get married. Don't have kids. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> so, obviously, <laughs> we all hate refs, but we need them. Um, so, hopefully, they can come to a good agreement, and we can get things going. Because, what you know, I just listed off a bunch of you know MLS new rule changes and now you're gonna get you know new standing standing refs to try to implement this it's gonna we're be gonna difficult. get nfl refs doing mls games doing yellow they're, flags they're gonna, all over the field they're gonna be like roughing the passer and you're like what <laughs> what's going on that's the end of the first quarter no sir we still got it's what two halves yeah two halves um, no, two halves yeah, I hope they come to an agreement. You know, obviously, you know, like you said, you know, being a ref is a tough job, dude. Nobody wants it. I did it once because the ref didn't show up, so I had a ref. Parents were getting at me, and I'm like, look, I'm doing y'all a favor. Like, none of these are my teams. I'm just doing y'all a favor, so, like, let the game play. I know you. You were like, all right, man, you bet. Meet me in the parking lot right after the game. Right, right, dude. I, yeah, <laughs> Courtney's it, it like, Abner, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Abner. But, hats off to those, everybody that does it you know I'm sorry in advance because I know I'll probably scream at you guys and you guys probably won't hear me or don't care but hey yeah I hope they come to an agreement though we want at least the, the best of the worst out there you know yeah oh damn dude <laughs> throwing that shade um, alright so um, you know that's all we got for y'all uh, first game in this Saturday uh, MLS kicks off on Wednesday with Inter Miami of course um, it's exciting times. I'm so glad the season is back. Um, but the crazy thing is after this game Saturday, we got like a two-week break because we don't have our home opener until March 9th, which is against the New England Revolution. So I guess we're getting our bye out of the way. So we're going to have to hold hold that in. March 9th. March, March 9th? What? what in the yeah. world? I guess we're getting our bye out of the way early, all right? So we won't have a bye later on. Um, I, I hope that's how they they did this. But will you be there, way, David? Yeah, I'm gonna be there, rowdy and proud, baby. Uh, so we're tailgating, lady. Let's go. We'll take it. Let's hey, do it. a party. Anyways, let's go, Atlanta United. Let's get hyped up. Uh, let's let's support the boys, and hopefully, you know, let's let's have a good season, man. Yes, man. I'm excited. Um, like I said, you know, we're gonna be here on Mondays. We have a doubleheader, maybe Wednesdays. Uh, but no, man, I'm excited to get this thing rolling. I'm excited. Uh, Atlanta United, uh, let's let's get rolling, man. I'm excited. I got my jersey ready. I got my headband ready. Bandana. I got my sweater. Yeah, I got yeah, my pants. Yeah. I got my boxes. Mm, I got my mm, socks. Mm, I got my mm, shoes. Dude, I, I got I, everything I, I, ready I, to roll. I am excited for Saturday, 2 o'clock. Nobody text me. Nobody bother me except my cousin, David, because I'm going to be talking to him about yeah, the game. Yeah. Vamos Atlanta United. Let's get rowdy. Let's get loud. Let's get proud. We are the A. Dun, 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 from way down south. And we are here. And we are here. Rowdy and proud. Let's go. ATL Hope. Let's go. Peace, y'all. Later. Nice.